It is my very special privilege to welcome our guest today. Richard Scheller is the head of R&D at Genentech. But I have known him for a very long time, although he doesn't actually remember it. Um, he started at Stanford as a faculty member in 1982 and uh, in the neuroscience department and, and in uh, biology. And that was the year that I was a first-year PhD student over there. So I took classes from him, and it's absolutely amazing to see the trajectory of his career. He spent 19 years at Stanford and then went to Genentech. He's been there 10 years. And he's got some incredible insights about the difference between research in academia and an industry, and we're going to dive right in. So, welcome. Thank you very much Thank for you. joining us. And uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story and about moving from academia. You know, what would motivate mm -hmm. you? And mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how that happened. Okay, I'm going to stand up if that's okay. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was a professor here for 19 years. I, I was a successful member of the National Academy. I was a Hughes investigator, so I had plenty of money. Things were going well, but the research that I was doing had gone through a phase where the, where the knowledge had just exploded over the last decade, and it, the rate of learning started to sort of plateau a little bit. So I just took stock in where I was headed with the rest of my career and thought that I had to do one of a couple of things. Um, you know, find some new technology to increase that rate of learning again or switch my field to a little bit some, something different where I felt uh, was sort of prime for that tremendous, uh, tremendous um, gain of knowledge again or, you know, maybe, uh, maybe just do something different. So my wife, who's on the faculty here, and I thought, uh, should we move to Boston? You know, could go to Boston and you know, have a bunch of nice colleagues there and then have labs there, but it really wouldn't be very different than here given that we didn't have any problems here. We loved it here. So I thought if I was going to do something different and move somewhere, since being a professor here is terrific, that I should really move somewhere where it would be quite different. So I thought then, well, what would that, what would that be? And it seemed to me then that we had, we had done, and when I say we in this case, I mean the life science endeavor, not my lab. So all, everything funded by NIH for years and years. Had sort of done what we'd promised the uh, society that we would do, which is learn enough about the way cells work and the way tissues work, enough about molecular biology, so that we could actually think about disease in very, very mechanistic terms, which is the way... I like to think, and you know, wouldn't it be interesting to try and apply my biological insights to disease? So I was fortunate enough then to have somebody, uh, David Botstein, who was in the genetics department at the time, had worked at Genentech. He kind of heard I was looking around at different things. He introduced me to the CEO of Genentech at the time, Art, Art Levinson, and uh, Art was a scientist, Started off in the lab at Genentech, uh, became the CEO, and I thought, wow, you know, if I'm going to actually have a boss, which was, you know, kind of a novel concept <laughs> if you're a faculty member, you know, if I'm going to have a boss, it should be someone who's a scientist who can actually understand logic and you know, things like that, <laughs> um, and someone that I could talk to. Uh, so it seemed like a uh, it seemed like a terrific challenge, a terrific opportunity, 
and that it would be really, really different from what I was doing day to day at Stanford. So I remember over the, over the Christmas holiday 10 years ago thinking, you know, should I do this? Should I do this? Walking into the lab and thinking, it's so nice here. My God, I have tenure. Should I do this? What if they fire me? You know, I could get fired if I go there. <laughs> you know, these were all kind of novel notions to think about. But it just seemed like a terrific opportunity, and I, uh, I took the plunge. And I have to say, for me personally, it was, the, uh, it was the right thing to do. My learning curve picked up again immediately, learning all, about all kinds of new science, about cancer biology. I didn't really know that. I knew about cell biology, but I didn't know specifically about cancer or immunology. I knew absolutely nothing about business. I was on the executive committee of the company. You know, I had to find out what EPS stood for. Uh, so really, the executive committee meetings were just learning all about business, all about drug development. How do you develop a drug? I'd never thought of that before. So this was, it was just absolutely fascinating. And I have to say, I give the company a lot of credit because it, it basically, I think it's paid off for them. But it took me two years before I had any idea what I was even doing in, in business. I mean, I, I knew about science, but... It, uh, it really was a, it was a steep learning curve, but not something that happens, uh, not something that happens overnight. So uh, for me personally, I, I would say I took the leap because I wanted to do something different, and I felt it was the right time to uh, become basically a, a human experimental biologist, which is what we, what we do all in the context of disease, of course. So, so I, I want to build on something you yeah. just said because you said you – we're curious about what it felt like to have a boss. Yeah. But you also now have 2,000 people working for you. How did you learn how to be a boss of that many people? I mean, that's got to be a huge challenge to manage a team that size. Well, that was part of the two, that was part of the two <laughs> years of learning, and that was probably the biggest part. One of the, one of the huge differences is I found that you know, in business, you actually get feedback <laughs> on, <laughs> on like how you're doing, <laughs> you know, unlike I'm sorry, just unlike here, at least when I was a professor, you know, you might see your chairman in the hall every year or so. But, you know, you basically did your own thing. And, I mean, nobody really provided you with much feedback. So one of the things that I did there was um, someone said to me, you know, you should meet the head of HR. And I said, what does that stand for? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I had no idea what that stood for. Was it human resources? I said, oh, human resources. So that kind of sounded to me like they must hire the people. You know, so then someone explained to me what HR is, and you know, they do all sorts of things and so on. So I learned. But one of the things that the executive committee of Genentech at the time decided to do was to collect 360 feedback from our peers and folks that work for us and uh, sort of tell us, you know, how we're doing. So this was really a novel experience for me. So I was, uh, my 360, my first 360 feedback, let me see if I can remember, they said I was aloof, arrogant, and dismissive. (laughs) You know, and I said, of course I am. You know, how do you think I survived as a scientist? (laughs) You know, it was a competitive, you know arena. Um, 
But they said, well, you know, yes, but um, it's probably not going to work here. So what we'd like you to do is then to go discuss your 360 feedback with your, with your reports and one level down, your directors. So I said, oh, oh wow. Okay, we'll go do that. So I went into the room of these people, and I knew that you know, it's mostly these people that said that I was those things, which <laughs> I didn't know anyone specifically who said it. Of course, it was anonymous, but... I said, well, gee, you know, you say, people say I'm aloof, dismissive, and arrogant, and I can't, you know, I can't understand this. I mean, my parents said that, my wife says that, my <laughs> colleagues at Stanford say that, you know, you say that, I cannot figure out how you're all wrong in the same way. <laughs> um, so, basically found that you need to be a much better, you need to be a, a much better listener you need to really, really respect folks and their opinions. But it is, very, it is different in industry um, compared to being here. And I think part of the reason that, I, that people found me quite brash was the fact that here, when I said something, nobody actually did what I said. <laughs> or, you know, they, hopefully they at least for, you know, marginally considered it. But then they would go... No, really. I mean, postdocs, students, I mean, they could do really what they wanted to do, um, <laughs> which was fine. So, you know, I took that attitude to, to Genentech and actually found very quickly that, um, well, I didn't really want the atmosphere of the company to be that way, that it is just different, and it is somewhat more hierarchical, and that people actually do what you say. You know, so you have to be really careful with what you say. Because folks you know, take it incredibly seriously. So, you know, it's just a million little things like that that you learn over time about how it's different in industry versus, versus academia. That was the reason I say that it took me two years before I felt as though I was coming to a place where I really knew what I was doing and could be sort of optimally productive. So there's no real one thing that I, can, that I can say that I learned, but I hope I gave you, you know, kind of a, a couple examples there of what I would say would be a list of a thousand things if, if, I, if I wrote them all down. So. so maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities are. I mean, head of R&D of a large mm-hmm. biotech company, it sounds mm-hmm. very impressive, but you know, <laughs> maybe there, you can give us some insight in what your, what your real responsibilities are. It is my very special privilege to welcome our guest today. Richard Scheller is the head of R&D at Genentech. But I have known him for a very long time, although he doesn't actually remember it. Um, He started at Stanford as a faculty member in 1982 and uh, in the neuroscience department. If I I wrote them all down. so. So... Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities are. I mean, head of R&D of a large mm-hmm. biotech company, it sounds mm-hmm. very impressive, but you know, <laughs> maybe there, you can give us some insight in what your, what your real responsibilities are. 